0: Welcome to Do That Well, a podcast about real experiences and how to turn them into life lessons. Unscripted, quirky, and passionate. I'm your host, Brenda Brown, recording from the San Francisco Bay Area. And from sunny San Diego, please welcome our in house executive coach, Karen Thrall. She's been coaching leaders throughout the US, Canada, and internationally for over 20 years. Spoiler alert. Karen is writing a book. That's very exciting. I think it's exciting. Are you excited, Karen? I'm excited. Yes, it's a dream come true. I'm so lucky because you're giving me a little insight into what it is about and letting me read some of the content. To pique people's interest and bestow some of Karen's knowledge, I wanted to use the next few episodes of our podcast to sort of explore some of the things that you're going to be talking about in your book. I wanted to first focus on the story of the bear and the little girl, okay. and I'm first just curious, and I know you and I have talked about this a little bit before, but I want our listeners to hear as well. Where do you come up with this stuff? Like, do you just make it up? Like, where does it come from? Uh, I do. I
1: have a very vivid imagination, so it's been like that since I was little. I've, imaginary worlds has not been hard for me to create, <laughs> So I think what's happened is I, I the allegory type of storytelling. My dad is a really big storyteller, so I have a lot of his influence in my life as well. Even when my kids were little, I was always creating stories and imaginary people and imaginary events, and uh, it wouldn't matter where we were. So I think it's just something that's naturally inside me. So to write this. In a storytelling way, uh, feels comfortable. I feel comfortable in my skin to write in that in that style.
0: I really enjoy how freely all this seems to come to you. It's really inspiring. Oh, thank you. <laughs> in this particular story, you have these four main points that are laid out, and those points are nourishment territory, rest, yeah. and standing firm. I kind of wanted to go over each of these points and pick your brain a little bit more about them. Okay. For the first one, nourishment, that can be many different ways. What are the top things that come to mind for you? So
1: I'll give a little bit of context. Okay, so this is about a little girl who meets a bear. And the bear befriends her and he takes her on adventure. And he's going to show her um, four important areas in life that will help her thrive and so the this bear and this little girl build this relationship and he takes it from one story to the next of what it means to thrive in her life so the first one is this nourishment so he teaches her how to fish and he talks about the food the good food that you put into your body so the good food for us it doesn't just have to be, like, real food, you know, but it can also be soulful and emotional and mental and spiritual and always feeding yourself with good, with good nourishment because that is what sustains us. That could be the company you keep. It could be the narratives that you play in your head. Um, it could be the frustration, conflict. Uh, you might be in relationships that are very conflicting And so we have to stop and continually do a self-check on how well am I nourishing myself?
0: That was the key piece that I was missing. (laughs) I think like that stopping and taking the self-check to see where does the nourishment need to come from. The second one, territory. I'm going to be honest with you, Karen. I kind of struggled with this one. Not like that I opposed to it (laughs) or anything, but I was just having a hard time finding the message for myself great okay
1: bears mark their territory and we know dogs mark their territory If you have a dog, you know there'll be a dog that'll <laughs> go mark the territory, and then the other dog will come over and go, no, 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 and then they mark the territory over the other dog, and then the other dog comes over and goes, no, no, that's my territory. Like they all kind of do their <laughs> little markings in the same places. So bears, when they mark a territory, they scratch. So they reach as high as they can go and they scratch a tree, and that, and whoever has the highest uh, claw mark owns that territory. Um, so in your life what have you marked for yourself like where in your life do you know it belongs to you it's yours it's yours to take hold of it's yours to live it's yours to claim it's yours to to explore it's yours it's uniquely belongs to you and nobody can take it from you and we can get talked out of things we can get talked out of Wanting to do something or wanting to try something or wanting to be something or whatever. So sometimes we'll get talked out of it or we will be influenced by other voices and people. When you can look at your life and go, I'm marking this. This one, I, I want to go for it here. I'm marking this. This belongs to me. Because once you mark it and you go, this belongs to me. This is mine, I, mine to explore. You're going to take action. And what, it, it actually diffuses your self-doubt. If you're gonna doubt that you have any territory that you can you can explore and you can have, you, and you doubt it, then it'll never mark it. And here's the other thing that's really cool, is letting yourself be chosen too. So you, there's these times where we choose, but then there's times where you're chosen, like when things find you, you know, unannounced, serendipitously, you know? <laughs> and something, you know, something or someone or some event or some experience or some moment where you went, oh, why does this speak to me so much? Why why is this reaching inside me? Well, that was, that's a mark. That's a territory mark that's happening to you in that moment, and to grab hold of it seize it.
0: After hearing you say all of that, I kind of wonder to myself, and this is like a vulnerable moment, okay, but I kind of wonder if, Maybe one of the reasons that I was finding it hard to resonate with this particular theme was as a person, I am somebody that tends to doubt myself a lot. And so maybe that's part of the reason why that was a harder message for me to grab hold of. And hearing, you know, that extra that you just gave me sheds a lot of light and it makes a lot more sense to me now.
1: If you think you doubt, what is it? Like, maybe help us understand, like, what is it that causes you to doubt?
0: I think for me, I'm just a person that generally tends to be very approval based, (laughs) which is funny, because you talked about that a moment ago as well. That's something that is, is important to me. And so I think a lot of times doubt for me comes in the form of that voice in my head, like, how will this be perceived?
1: Yeah. Okay, so that's, again, that would be a great example The beautiful thing about becoming an adult is you get to make your own decisions. That's the whole point of becoming an adult. You know, as children, we're under the care of our parents of adults. But when we become an adult, that is what sets us apart, is we get to make our own decisions. And those decisions that you make for yourself are are so that you can thrive. So when you step out and you go, I'm going to mark this, I'm going to say yes to this yeah, this is this is gonna be my area right here. I'm marking this. I'm saying I have a big yes. That's a very adult decision. And the consequences of that yes, yeah, sure, we're gonna have consequences, good and bad, to to that decision we make, but it's that commitment to it. You know, when I go, I'm saying yes, I'm saying yes to this. That I'm making a commitment and regardless of the circumstances, I'm gonna stay true to that because I'm I'm gonna let myself grow through it. You know, and um, so when we seek approval, it's true. Our, people will be able to criticize us for sure because we're flawed. People will see us do something the wrong way for sure, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. Because I made a commitment and even though I might do it the wrong way, I'm still committed to this and I really want to see where this takes me. I really want to be successful. I want to thrive right here. So yes, they are. Like it's almost an acceptance. Yeah, 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 you'll get criticized for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that acceptance, okay, is that the worst case scenario? Is I'm gonna get criticized? Okay, I'm gonna do it anyway, you know.
0: All right, Karen, watch out. She's marking her territory now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, rest. For me, that was the one that I was like, yes, of course. I am a big proponent of allowing yourself space and time and rest. So that one really resonated with me. But do you have any additional thoughts on on rest other than physical rest?
1: So here's my favorite. This happened to me a long time ago, and it still is with me. I'm talking probably, you know, probably 12, 15 years ago. It has stayed with me to this day, and it's just one small example of what, how simple rest is. Okay, So I have a ritual in my morning. I really like Earl Grey tea, and I have a little foamer. And I have non-fat milk in there and I also have like a sugar-free vanilla and I do this foamy thing and then I add it to the Earl Grey tea and I make myself a London Fog. I love it. I, I, I love making it and I get up very, very early in the morning and, and then I let the, the tea steep and then I pour the tea and then I put the foam in it and when I take that first sip, I exhale. I go, I exhale, and it's the most beautiful, yummy moment. (laughs) It's that first sip of my London fog in the still of the morning, and my body rested. And I think we overcomplicate the word. So the way I describe it is every time you can sigh out, exhale, your body's resting. And I remember this man telling me that he goes through this drive through of a famous uh, place for coffee. He goes through um, in, in uh, Canada. It's called Tim Hortons. <laughs> so in Canada, there's a coffee place called Tim Hortons. And he goes through the drive through and he told me that he would get the exact same order every time. He did the same routine at 7 a.m. I believe he worked in construction. And he would drive away in his truck, and he would take that first sip of coffee, and he would exhale. And I thought, how cool is that? And so what we did is, and this was many years ago, I was in a seminar, and we started compiling all those little moments of exhale that we have in our day and the, the accumulating those. There was a lot more rest happening in my life during the day that I was not giving credit to and I was not acknowledging. And now that I was aware of it, I found myself being really aware of those special moments when I find my rest. And those are, I'm just talking simple. Of course, there's deeper ways to rest, but even the simplicity of a day, there are many opportunities to find your rest.
0: You really are a storyteller, Karen. (laughs) I could like taste the London fog as you were describing it. I was like, oh my gosh, I need one of those right now. I really like that reminder though, it can be those small moments as well. And actually, as you were telling that story, you reminded me of my dad sorry, dad, if you're listening, I'm giving away your secrets. <laughs> but um, when I was a kid, every day he would come home from work, I would do this for him, I would pour him a diet Pepsi. And I was like a kid. And I'm again, perfectionist. So I, I remember always really loving trying to make sure that I didn't spill a drop. And I wanted to see if I could pour the whole can of Pepsi all at once, and not having to stop because the foam foamed over. And it was this whole like little ritual that we had. And then I would hand him his diet Pepsi and he would take a drink of his Pepsi and he would exhale because it was his routine. You're reminding me that we had this shared resting routine.
1: And you know what I love too? I call them anchored memories. When I say a thought and you agree with a memory, You've just confirmed that there's something of value here for you. So every time I look for it in coaching, if, if I'm, I say something and then the person goes, oh, that reminds me of a story, of a memory, they just anchor them themselves into something that they hold true, that they value, that is good, that's good for them, that's a, something they cherish. So I, you just did that. You went right back to a little girl trying to pour a Diet Coke and making sure the foam doesn't spill over meticulously so that your dad when he got home from work could exhale. Isn't that the coolest? that's, and see, so but that's cool. how simple that's how simple rest is. It's that simple cuz we just did it right there. You just did it right there. You know. Oh, it's so cool.
0: So, yeah. It is cool. <laughs> the last message, standing firm. One of the sentences is if you strive too hard, it means you're afraid. Fear will make you shrink back. That sentence really stood out to me. Sometimes that need to be so good or so perfect or have full, give me a pat on the back. I think sometimes that is the thing that holds me back. I just wanted to hear more from you about what that particular sentence means.
1: Yep. So striving too hard. I find striving comes from a place of fear. I am working hard because I believe in what I do. I'm working hard because what if I can't pay the bills? (laughs) I'm working, I'm showing my work ethic because I value the team and I want to be a team player. I'm working lots of hours at work because I want them to see that I'm a valuable team player. What if they don't see my value? What if, you know, see the difference? Now there's different ways to strive, okay? We can can strive for a goal. We can strive for an ambition. I'm, I'm referring more to the other one, the tired, laborious, work hard, striving out of fear what's missing what's missing is what why are you not standing tall why are you not staying firm in who you are why are you not enough just you being you why is that not enough why do you think it's not you don't qualify so you have to add on striving to make you better what if you're enough We won't, we just keep striving and striving and striving. We never stop to go, Am I enough? Am I enough?
0: Well, thank you, Karen, for letting me pick your brain a bit about the story of the bear and the little girl. And I look forward to exploring more topics from your upcoming book. Loved this episode of Do That Well head over to iTunes or Google Play to subscribe. Don't forget to rate and leave a review.